Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. It's 105 and hour number two of Oilers Now. In this hour, Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Race in Alberta. Sit down one-on-one with the birthday boy Ryan Nugent Hopkins and former Oiler and Minnesota Wild General Manager Bill Guerin. You're going to want to hear that at 1.35 Edmonton time today. Weather's Now is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. You can text us, and we got a ton of texts in on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors, 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. We'll tell you, Japanese Village, back up in Adam. There are five Edmonton and area locations featuring Alberta. Alberta's own Brent Lake Wagu. Visit jvedmonton.ca. As we re-engage on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline with Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Exciting live thoroughbred racing returning Century Mile. Saturday, April 30th, post time, 345. All right, Spec, just before we get to you, four quick texts. Mitch has texted us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line and says, Bob, the Oilers will inevitably have no other choice but to bridge both Yamamoto and Poliarvi. Tyler has texted us and said, Bob, for me, eight years, five million a year is the way to go for Jesse Poliarvi. Darcy has texted the show to say, Bob, a comparable for Poliarvi is Drake Batherson, six years at $4.975 million. And one more, and we're going to go to Haji. And he says, Bob, is this the opportunity to take advantage of Jesse's draft pedigree like Montreal did with Galchenyuk um, and eventually Domi, or Tampa did with Duran to land a more established positional need. I would argue, yes, Apoliarvi's replacement already is in Bakersfield. I'm going to suggest that Haji is probably talking about Dylan Holloway. Apoliarvi, uh, by the way, a right shot, Holloway, a left shot. Holloway can skate. Uh, here's what I'd say, Mark. I... <laughs> I, I I I like seeing organizations own first round picks stick with their clubs. If Paul Yarvey ends up playing the majority of his time uh, with either Connor McDavid or Leon Drysaddle, I think it's realistic within the next two years he could have a twenty three goal fifty point season where he's like plus fifteen. I think that's doable, and those are pretty good numbers for a top six winger. So 23 goals, 50 points, plus 15 seasons. Because I do think he'll grow as a finisher a bit. Am I too optimistic? Do I've, do I've, have I got the Oilers 3D beer goggles on looking at Jesse? What do you think? Round all the stats up, Jesse's now really, uh, roughly speaking, a 20-goal you know, 45-point player. I'm doing the math in my head here, but that's what he is, 20 goal between 40 and 45 points. But the, to me, it's so not... Can he get to can he get to low 20s goals and 50 points and be a good plus player? 
Are you kidding? The way the, the level that he's at now, in my opinion, if he could score 20 as Jesse Pujarvi today in 2022, I think he's got tons of growth. I think he could score way more than 25. Like, I think that this player is, like I said to you before, he's been two years behind his, his age, his whole career. I think he still is. A, I have no okay. I think he score 30 goals in a league ball. But my question is. Then that's a player is, you keep all day. Know, how do we know how good he is? I mean, one part of me is it's hard to trade for him because when I trade for Jesse Pugliarvi, I don't have Connor McDavid or probably even Drysaddle to play him with. So I'm a little concerned about that if I'm the other team. If I'm the Oilers, who cares? I'm going to play him next to Drysaddle and McDavid. I don't care how he would look next to someone else's center because he's my he's my right winger. So if he could he could score thirty next to McDavid, absolutely, Paul. Well, Mark, if you think if you think that way. Then is it only because of the Oilers cap situation that you wouldn't go a seven or eight year deal on him? Yeah, I mean if that there's no, it's a great conversation, Bob, to take the young player and you project, right? You project and you say, you know, if I get this guy for five million now, down the road he's going to be an eight million dollar player, and I'm going to have him for five. Like, look at the contract for Oscar Kleffbaum. What a wise contract that was. Now he's not playing. I get it. You know that you couldn't predict that. But that was a great example of a long-term deal that the Oilers were making out like bandits on that deal. They signed pretty long-term deals for Hall, Everly, and Nugent Hopkins. And I'll be honest with you, the only one that really panned out was the Nugent Hopkins deal. You know, the other ones weren't as good for the team. So it's a big gamble, Bob. But uh, you can talk about You know what's crazy? Talk about that gamble. Do you know what's crazy, Mark? Do you remember Crosby, who his wingers were when they won the Cup in 09? Yeah, like Kunitz and uh, Rust or somebody. Oh, nine, sorry. No, it was uh, Max Talbot and um, uh, who was playing on the other side, Bob? You'd remember. Pascal Dupuis. Yeah, Pascal, Pascal Dupuis. Dupuis. <laughs> there you go. I covered that. Pascal series. Dupuis had in that. Now, I, I, you know, in the playoffs, he didn't have a point in 16 games. So he didn't play with Sid in the playoffs. That It was it was after where he played a lot regularly with, like Dupuis and Talbot had 28 and 22 points with Crosby. So I'm going to guess there were times during that year he was with other guys, you know, when Disco Dan uh, Bilesman took over that year. But in subsequent years, those guys did play together. And I think that Talbot, you know, I think Talbot might have, he capped out as actually, <laughs> he never got above 30 points with the Penguins. Okay. So and we like like I'm sitting here. So I'm saying we know there was an opportunity cost in the game against Colorado. I would keep this. I would keep. I, I do think the stats matter a little. I am concerned that the, the margin's so tight, right? I am concerned a bit come playoff time. Like you hope that the player it clicks in and he gets it. I, I got to tell you, I don't know if he can score thirty. Like Ryan Nugent Hopkins is going to make nineteen million dollars in his career by the end of his contract. He is yet to have a thirty goal, eighty point season in the NHL. Like it's hard yeah, to score. I don't know. Different player. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if it's Jesse's going to get to thirty. But I, I'm really comfortable saying he'll be uh, a, a, a mid to low twenties goal scorer in his career. Like he's going to get there. So I think what, what Pittsburgh teaches us, Bob, is is you really, and I think we learned this in the '80s in Edmonton, is you really just need two guys on each of your top two lines. You know, if, you, if you've got Drysaddle and McDavid, and you've got Hyman, and you've got well, maybe not Kane after this year, but for now you have Kane. 
Like, you know what? Like, look at all the Brian Russ and Pasquale DePuis and Max Talbots who played on top lines over the years, right? To sit here and think we need three first-line players and, you know, three, two great wingers for dry saddle, that's a luxury. What they really need is a is a long-term goalie going forward. That's what they Bingo. need here. And if it takes Bingo. one of these guys that we're talking about here to secure a long-term goaltender, you got to make that trade, Bob, and you got to say we're going to we're going to keep, you know, in our top six, we're going to have four top genuine top six players and a couple other guys like Pascal Dupuis or, or Kunitz, and we're going to have a hell of a goalie, and that's how we're going to make our run. All right, this texter comes in saying the order should bridge JP and Yamo and mimic the Tampa Bay Rays model of prioritizing prospects and then have a higher roster turnover rate to keep things cheap. In uh, two years, Lavoie, he says, Savoy, Borgo, Holloway can replace uh, Jesse and Yamamoto. I'm not as bullish, just so everybody's aware, on Lavoie. Like, Holloway's playing for sure. He's playing all day. I mean, Holloway and Borgo are first-round picks. Uh, Carter Savoy, after seeing him play the two games this weekend, and they had the game on ESPNU here last night, so I watched it a bit before I went out. Uh, He is, he might be a bit like Hoffman. Like, he looks like he can score. And some guys just have those hands, and they can find those spots in the ice. Yeah. And if if the if the Oilers hit spec on one of Savoy or Petrov, it's a home run, a fourth or sixth round pick, absolute home run for Ken Holland. All right, Mark, we have about five minutes, and we'd be remiss without discussing the Minnesota Wild. We got Bill Guerin coming up at one thirty-five. This is a big, heavy, tough team. They've owned the Oilers in the two matchups this year. Now, we're not going to see Nick Delorier in the lineup. They are going to play uh, Jacob Middleton on defense. Um, eight of their top nine forwards are having career seasons. Dean Evison is obviously a very good coach. Uh, their defense is... is <laughs> they invested... I think, Mark, one of the differences between the two teams is the Oilers had like three rookie defensemen going. Both times mm-hmm. they played Minnesota, uh, Niemelainen and Broberg were in along with uh, Evan Bouchard, um, and Minnesota, you know, went and signed Jordy Ben. They made a, you know, they got Ben. Uh, the Oilers made a, a bet on Cuckoo that didn't work out, and Ben's been solid for them. They they brought in Goligoski, they brought in Kulikov, uh, they also brought in John Merrill. They've extended Merrill and Goligoski. Those are veteran guys, and you know the old saying of D Mark. Older defensemen make fewer mistakes that cost you goals against. Mm-hmm. And this is this is a good hockey club, and they're they got a great one-two punch and goal now with Flurry and Talbot. This is going to be a challenge, isn't it, for Edmonton? This is a big, heavy, tough team. Yeah, they're they've with the moves that that Garen made at the deadline. They have become that team that you know. To me, I always say it's it's about how you're playing when the playoffs start, not about where you finish. And they're the team that might they won't win the central. I probably won't win the central, but they're um, boy. I don't want to play them in the playoffs, right? They've got all they've they've put their team nicely in place. Don't forget about Matt Boldy, who'd be the second, probably the second scorer on this team if he played a whole season. He's almost a point of game player. What do we have here? He's got twenty nine and thirty six. Yeah, he's played thirty six games. Got twenty nine points. You know, so this is a young guy that that sits in the middle of their scoring list, and he, he's a very, very good player. Hey, they've they've figured out, and they've got two goalies that, you know, some people would say to you, Cam Talbot would be the best goalie on the orders right now this season, and I'm that's a conversation you could have. So they're in good shape. They're a good team. They're big and strong, and they've also got tons of skill. This Fiala's been going off lately. He's his next goal he scores will be his twenty fifth. 
So they're good, Bob. I wouldn't want to play in the playoffs. And the, the good thing for the Oilers is uh, if they do play them in the playoffs, it'll be in a conference final. Well, uh, 42 goals for Kaprizov, 27 for Hartman, 22 for Zuccarello, 24 for Fiala, 21 for Eric Snack, who Edmonton liked in that 2015 draft of the 16 hole before they traded it for Reinhardt, and 21 for Felino, who can fight. I mean, that's six 20 goal scorers in their top nine. And you mentioned Boldy, uh, is coming on like gangbusters. Speck, it's yep. gonna, we're gonna know, you know what, we're gonna have another read here in Edmonton after these two road games in many in Nashville, aren't we? Well, yeah, and, you know, it's this is. One thing about the West is there's been more teams involved in the playoff race for a lot longer. Like, in out east since January, there's been eight teams in and eight teams out, right? Yep. Every second night you're playing a team out there that just doesn't have that edge. They're, even, like, a team like Vancouver right now, I know they're out a long ways, probably not going to make it, but they're still playing like a team that's trying to make the playoffs. Right? Columbus hasn't played a game like that since early January. So, sure, now you come through two teams. Nashville, you know, Dallas has got an easier schedule than Nashville. I think they're one point behind them. And uh, Nashville's got a way tougher schedule here. So they're fighting for points. Minnesota is just going really well. Yeah, you'll learn something about the Oilers in in these next two games. And I suspect you'll like what you learn, Bob. I like the way they're playing right now. Mark, we'll see you at the rink tonight. All right, Bobby. It is 118 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer and Brendan Escott with you. Keep texting us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. We got a 1v1 coming up with Ryan Nugent Hopkins as well as uh, Bill Guerin, the general manager of the Minnesota Wild. want to tell you that Uncle Milt tells me that uh, a close to 20 years ago, a customer told him, Uncle Milt out at Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. A good salesman will uh, sell me one truck. A good service department will keep me coming back. Well, that customer and his family have now purchased 50 units from Brent Ridge Ford since then. That same service department is one of the reasons that Brent Ridge just received their 11th President's Award winner for Ford for customer satisfaction. If you need maintenance or repairs for your vehicle, call Kevin, Margie, or Mike at one eight seven seven ford That's one eight seven seven four seven seven thty six seven. Back with the Oilers Now Prospect Report and Edmonton Oilers Forward, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. When we return on Oilers Now, it's 119 at Edmonton. All right, all right, all right. It's uh, 122 in Edmonton. Let's get to the Oilers Now Prospect Report by, uh, brought to you by Scott Arthur Millwork. Custom cabinetry, luxury closets, exceptional millwork. ScottArthurMillwork.com. Visit them today. Here's Brendan Escott. Yeah, Carter Savoy had that uh, game winner in overtime of the semifinal of the Frozen Four. That sent the Denver Pioneers to the national championship game where they eventually knocked off Minnesota State and claimed the program's ninth national championship uh, St. Albert's Michael Benning got the MVP of the Frozen Four. He is a Florida Panthers prospect. Uh, Savoy finished the year then with 45 points in 39 games. Dylan Holloway already on the farm there where we may or may not see Savoy join him soon. Uh, Holloway dealing with a lower body injury we found out and uh, has missed the weekend's action in Bakersfield. Still sitting atop the scoring leaders uh, Matvey Petrov, no surprise there. 86 points now on the OHL campaign for him in just 60 games. All right, let's get to our one-on-one conversation with the birthday boy, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Back to where it all started. Does it seem a little surreal? You're 29 today, and uh, this is the place that, you know, you became an Edmonton, or you're the number one overall pick here back in 2001. Yeah, it, uh, definitely um, started to, to, to wrap your head around a little bit. And, uh, almost 11 years ago, I was drafted in this building, and uh, kind of started my whole career. So it's... Uh, 
uh, at times it doesn't seem like too long ago, and other times it seems like a lifetime ago. So it's uh, been a, a great ride so far, and uh, look to, to to keep building on it. Has it been a more enjoyable ride maybe the last three years, given the position of the team? I mean, you know, second place back to back each of the two years in the regular season. You guys have made some real progressive steps this year as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's no there's no question when you're uh, when you're in a playoff hunt, uh, it adds a lot more this time of the year for sure and um, I mean your first few years you come in and unfortunately we were uh, struggling bottom of the league and um, you're a young kid and uh, you don't really uh, know much better so you kind of uh, it's like you kind of pass it off as what it is but uh, definitely as, uh, as you get older you get more experience in the league it's uh, it's important to you to make uh, to make these pushes every year and it uh, definitely adds a lot of fun and excitement and uh, happy with where this group is at right now keep building, keep getting better here. Ryan, you always were a smart, skilled player. What aspect of your game do you think you've improved the most over the last 11 seasons? Uh, well, I think uh, my two-way game is something that I've uh, definitely grown. I grew into, I've grown into as a, as a player, and uh, when you come to pro hockey, uh, it's not something that you think about it too much as a, as a young kid growing up and playing minor hockey, junior hockey, stuff like that. I used to, you you for me and uh, more offensive guys, I mean, you're offensive-minded. So when I first came into the league, it was a bit of a transition, uh, learning to play that defensive side of, side of the game and um, try to try to find that uh, uh, that balance between offense and defense. And uh, it's something that I've taken pride in and uh, definitely trying to grow. And uh, I mean, I'm still still trying to grow my game. Obviously, it's uh, uh, 11 years, but still trying to to get better and improve little things uh, here and there. Team started 16 and five. Then you went through a real tough 211 and two stretch. You had injuries, uh, the COVID situation, coaching change was made. Uh, you're 12, two and two in your last 16 games. Um, off the top of your head, is there something that's happened uh, with uh, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson coming in? Maybe the fact that he knew you guys from before. He knew a lot of the guys from the Munners different voice because the team to me is playing completely different five on five or is it a byproduct of adding guys like Evander and Zach Hyman uh, and getting uh, healthy what do you think has gone on here oh well I think it's definitely a bit of everything I mean um what are you coming in? Uh, I think sometimes adding a new coach can uh, spark some life into the group, and nothing, uh, and it was nothing Tip was was doing. I mean, it's just sometimes uh, changes. Uh, like I said, just kind of gives uh, the guys a, a little bit of a spark. So I mean, we've responded since it happened. It was kind of a wake up call to everybody on the team, and um, I think we've done a good job of playing hard for him, playing the right way for him, and uh, he definitely harps on harps on the little things and is detail oriented. So. Um, <clears throat> That's been good for us, but I mean, it's uh, the consistency of our play has gone up over the past uh, month or two, and uh, it's something that we need to keep get building on. Uh, there's still been instances of uh, where we've let it drop off a little bit in games, and uh, we're still we're still growing as a team. And um, but I think consistency is so big, and when we come down to, to the last little push here and uh, into the playoffs, I mean, you got to be the same team every night, and uh, that's what's going to get the job done. So uh, we've we've learned that through some tough stretches this season, but uh, we're going to keep getting better at that. Two more questions for you. You've had some success. 
just ask uh, playing with Warren Fogle and Derek Ryan uh, last game and a half a bit. Uh, what do you think? What works for the combination of three of you? That makes you an effective five v five line. Um, well, I mean, our, our mindset is work first. I mean, we're going to go put the puck in a good spot uh, for each other and uh, and go work to get it back. And uh, we all have the mindset that we're going to go uh, around the puck. We're going to come uh, support each other. And uh, once we do get that puck, we know there's going to be another one of us somewhere close to uh, if we if we need to dump it off to somewhere else. So it's uh, it's been a we, we had a stint together um, a month or two ago as well, and uh, I thought we played well then as well. So uh, we, we got to keep building on it for sure. And uh, those two guys, uh, when given the opportunity to to make plays, can definitely make stuff happen. So uh, for me, I got sure that uh, I'm trying to give them the puck in good spots and uh, give them a chance to, to get on the forecheck and create some of the spots. Your opponent tonight, Minnesota, they have a big, heavy physical squad. What do you guys do to ensure that you play your game, just stick to your game, which frankly is a little more speed and skill, not that they, they're capable of doing that too, but maybe that they don't drag you with the type of game. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, like you said, I mean, we, we play a fast game and when we're playing our best, so uh, I think if you can just skate out, out skate a team and that's always the goal and uh, I mean these guys uh, they're big heavy and they can skate as well so I mean they're not going to make it easy on us but we got to stick to our game plan and uh, I mean when we're playing uh, we're playing that fast paced game and uh, everybody's on the same page we got five guys on the ice uh, thinking the same and, uh, and and supporting each other all over the ice that's when we're playing our best so uh, it's uh, it's a good test for us tonight and uh, these guys have played, played us hard uh, in our building a couple times already so uh, we, we got to return the favor here tonight. That's Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Bill Guerin, GM Minnesota after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.